Because this is where you're throwing me, because when we do uh, hooking up, it's a lot just us and we are gonna be, We are going to be doing hooking up. Okay, but that's why I didn't know if you were just doing UTJH with a pop, with a hook in the background, because, I mean, those are two different things. If you were going to have the dedicated... Excuse me. No, well, no, but I mean... Like, this, I, is, this is supposed to be like the, like the combo episode. Like, a hookah, but with... Pass me that, please. A hookah with, um... Like, you mean how the first time we started this? Essentially, but we would still kind of have some of our topics. That's what I was asking. I mean, if we're just doing um that just happened with a hookah, that's fine. Either one of them is fine by me. Like, But what? you know there's no segments, really, except yeah. for what you smoking. That brought me started. <laughs> well, that's a good idea. I've started trying to post on the hookah for Reddit since my... And I've... Just applied in a membership to another hookah forum because I'm sadly the one I was a member of is pretty much a ghost town. The elitist mentality really killed it. Alright. You wanna do the intro? Me? Yeah, he's recording right. Why am I doing the intro? I thought this was still a No, this is a hooking up episode. Oh that's right, you did say that, didn't you? Ooh, but let me get my ass out of your face. Is there a way, um, can I pull files off your phone? Via USB cable? Probably. I'm not responsible for whatever porn you find there. Oh, you gotta show them the ch- I'll show them the chun That sounds like a sex act in and of itself. The chun Yeah. Well, anything that you put the in front of sounds like a sex act. Oh. <laughs> I don't think they make Asians with asses that big. Not so. Example? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. Did she hate you? I don't know. Does it matter at this point? Yeah. I hate you. Because Rodney might automatically shut down anyway. <laughs> Alright. I guess I should start the intro, get it out of the way. Uh, welcome to Hooking Up with David Merkel. And uh, with me as usual is my cohort, Adam Flores. And also hey joining us from the UTJH infamy, Rodney Sinio. Hey everyone. The man with the pinky ring himself. I don't know where they go. Not until I see it. That's okay, there's plenty of stuff I've seen about Dave so far that Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, there is. <laughs> that if mostly that by my turning into a thing, I got some ammo. Mostly like my fucking Judas of a wife showing off uh Pictures of me with my highlights, which I'm not ashamed of. You should be. I hate you. <laughs> I hope you shit yourself. In the, uh, that's not going to work. Uh, yeah, that's not. Mine's a universe type C, yeah. Alright, so. If you were to show me how to access your, or send things to you guys' Dropbox, I'd do that too. I mean, whatever's easier. You have a Dropbox? I don't. I've never set up a Dropbox. Can you, can you get into the Dropbox? Um, yeah. Or is it, I mean, can you log into the Dropbox from my phone? I can do that. I mean... Uh, Alright, so... Those are both of the previous ones. Uh, so what we're trying to do is we're trying two. to upload, or find a so way to upload... Those the, three, both of those three files the are... The hooking ups that Dave has in his phone. Because we record on his phone. Per Adam's say-so... It's your, your podcast which on your phone. Is that my voice? What are we what are uh what are you smoking today? Uh today we're smoking another one of my favorites, uh Tangier's Melon Blend. I thought about bringing Starbuzz, but 
I was just definitely more feeling Tangiers tonight. Tangiers is mostly my go-to. What do you think about the trifecta? Is that what we had last time? No, that was what we had the two times ago when I came back from uh, I think being that out of town. Got me a little fucked up. Which is funny because I think it's a weaker than. I don't know. Maybe I'm just used. Yeah, to it was at night because you were complaining about. Yeah. I think I might have just been getting sick at the time, though. Uh, of course, I don't want to badmouth any hookah brands or anything like that. No, you're dude, but you're allowed to voice your opinion. Yeah. All right, so plus if there's something that we do smoke that you're like, let's not do that again on the podcast. I'd rather you tell me. Yeah, I guess. All right, so two things that I want to bring up. One, um, I didn't mention before that I want to mention now. So, Marie and I are trying to declutter some of our storage stuff that we have here. In the box of my clutter, I found my PS1. Can uh, I hold that? The small PS1. Sure. I've actually never held the PS1. The, the redesigned PS-O-N-E. So, so, the PS1... You know, it work? Yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's a PlayStation One symbol. It's beautiful. I almost bought a an original PS One today. Still got the controller there. Never owned a PS One. Wow. I mean, you played Either games for it, though, right? Uh, nope, not a one. Oh, I've wow. uh, I've rented a PS One so I can play <laughs> Resident Evil One. So okay. I, so I feel like I'm gonna have to we're buy gonna have one to... for like a Christmas gift. I would have no games for it. I will have to do that too. I mean, so, you guys are gonna have to come. You're gonna have to come out to the south suburbs, and I'm gonna have to take you to the glory that is disc replay. Well, why don't we? Why don't we do a hooking up at your house, at your new place? You can hook cats. up, huh? Cats. You have two yeah. cats. Yeah, he's allergic to cats, but he takes. He can, is this not like hives and shit? There are varying degrees of being allergic. No hives, no. No, you could. He'll oh. just. So like, you can take a Claritin, and you'll you can you'll be okay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, we'll take we'll do a day of it. Okay. Hey, do you have any interest in guns? Yeah. We can do a repeat of that day. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I mean, I don't, I know nothing about guns except there's like a most people get the Glock nine. Have you shot one? No, no. nine. Is well, count. like not a. I've shot BB guns. We'll we'll go shooting one day and we'll play video games and hookah. And record. And record. All right. So that being said, Rodney, you can let whatever insight that you choose, but. What is your favorite PS1 game? End all, be all. Mine? Yeah, because we talked a little bit about... Were, were we on the show when we talked about it? I know. I think we broached this in various episodes that were hooking up. Yeah. I, I think we maybe said favorite game. I don't think I said favorite... Favorite PS1 game. If I have to pick a number one, it's Resident Evil 2. Nice. Because that is the first game that I played on my own without a strategy guide. And it also holds a special significance as we're going into October and after that. Um, I beat it on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, nice. The turkey was in the oven. I'd already helped my parents. I'm like, hey, where was I at in the game? And I just went back and finished uh, the end of Leon's campaign. And uh, I really think as far as PS1 games, I think it's why I still like for Resident Evil at least the pre-rendered backgrounds, the static camera. The villains were just the the monsters were just so much better in my opinion. You want to talk about a series that really lost its heart to me was that series. And that's what I'm hoping with. I'm a little leery with seven. Uh, I'm sure you. I don't know if anyone saw. It's got a one year exclusivity window for the VR for PlayStation VR. As does. I feel like whenever they do oh, something uh, like Arkham. that, whenever they do something like that, I feel like it's they concentrate too much on the VR stuff and not enough on. 
story, the, the, the scary Well, I think it's going to be a separate thing because they said the Arkham VR game is going to have, you're going to be able to finish it in two and a half hours, which honestly is not a bad idea for a Batman game if you're going to be swinging around from Batman's perspective. True. Um, Being that VR is based, I think we can say it's safe to say VR is still in its infancy in the fact that they don't know what compensation or breaks they will need to offset motion sickness in some people. Considering I have the, the VR that came with the phone, it's cool. It's cool to play. It's cool to, to interact and stuff. Would you say the yeah. graphics of that game, the games that you showed me on there, would be about PlayStation One caliber? Better. That little murderer like one you showed me. Yeah. I didn't. I would actually love to sit over here and play through it entirely in one day. Yeah. Are you uh, logged in? I got the Wi-Fi. No. Oh shit. I don't want to waste your data. I have unlimited. Oh okay. I'll so, wait. As so long my, as it says LTE going, yeah. So my favorite PS One game is Silent Hill. Just like you, it's a it's a you know very apropos well, for the Halloween you, season. If we log, if we log into the Wi Fi, is it going to interrupt your tra- data transfer at all? No, I mean, shouldn't. You might have to get. You might have to pause it so Adam can give you the password. Oh no! Hello, oh no, Helicar, you're still in here. Yeah. Yep. Saved it. Awesome. So, Silent Hill to me, I loved Resident Evil. Resident Evil One was, I think, the first game I played on PS One because my cousin let me borrow the system and the game. Resident Evil One and Resident Evil Two to me feels like Terminator One and Terminator Two. Everything that was good in Terminator One was improved in Terminator Two. Resident Evil Two, I definitely feel the same way. I only know Resident Evil One. Well, I mean, I've played Resident Evil. You have Vita, right? I do. You need to download 1, 2, and 3 to it and play through. 2 was Nemesis? No, 3 was Nemesis. 2 is 2. 2 is just Resident Evil 2. It has no subtitle. Because at that point, Code Veronica was going to be Resident Evil 3, and that was their way to get around the exclusivity deal they signed with Dreamcast at the time, or with Sega at the time. Um, all I actually the, have a Dreamcast. I would recommend, if you still have it, it still runs, go on eBay. You can probably pick up the Code Veronica for... Um, Dreamcast for probably less than ten bucks. On the high side, maybe twelve to fifteen. Or you could. And buy, I do recommend it. You could borrow my PS3, the one that doesn't load the discs, but it has Resident Evil one, two, three, four, and five on there. Oh, that's right, because you have the, you got somebody give you the collectors one yeah. for six. So you could play all of them right you there. You really should just send that out and get it fixed. There's a place to actually buy the disc replay in Orland Park that does repairs. If you, yeah. can, if you can buy the drive, I can probably fix it. See, I drove, bought the drive for my PS4 and I installed it and it just wouldn't, it didn't work. I bought two drives and neither one of them. I don't know if Where it's the my PS4 drive. drive. I don't know if it's the yes. laser. I don't know what it is. But either way. So, getting back to it. So, Silent Hill 1, favorite game. Rodney, would you say? Well, Resident Evil 1 because it's the only one I played on. Res- Resident Evil 1 fucked me up though because I was a kid when it came out. Yeah. Actually, I played Mortal Kombat on PlayStation. Resident Evil 1, I think, was a bit scarier I think in terms that it was darker and you just it had a more claustrophobic feel overall well there was no game like that before yeah like that's uh-huh. that first hallway where the dogs busted the glass I nearly shit myself shit the first scene when you first meet a zombie he's chewing on the guy and he slowly turns and he gets up you're like oh fuck this is this and is all you really have is a knife I think yeah. at that point well it depends if you play as Chris you have the knife if well, you play as play? Claire Claire you play as Claire first yeah cause I wanted the gun I'm like fuck See, I didn't even know that going into it. Yeah. Well, because it showed you the weapon availability at that point. And Claire had, you know, the lockpick, 
because she's the master, the master of unlocking a Jill sandwich. <laughs> so that has some terrible dialogue. That has to be one of the worst. I think it's rated as the worst dialogue in a video game. All our bases are ours. Actually, that's actually the first time I ever heard swears, actual swears in a video game without a Dreamcast game. Blue Stinger, it's called. But I think everybody knows that phrase. I hope this isn't Chris's blood. This isn't Chris's blood. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. Alright, so. I bought the GameCube remake of Resident Evil. I have two extreme for the for the PS1. That's actually the PS Plus game of the month for October, the remastered HD edition. For yeah. PS1. I it highly is. recommend you download it. Crash, well, I beat that on like on the GameCube. Oh, okay. Crash Bandicoot Racing is another fucking great game. The Crash Bandicoot series. I almost picked up Crash Bandicoot One for PlayStation One today at the disc replay, but they wanted thirty four bucks, which actually is appropriate. That game is that highly collected. I think Crash Bandicoot's one of the last. Of like the classic, here's a classic character, fun game. They, Little Big Planet was close to that. They are coming out with a new Crash game. Yeah. For PS4. As long as it's in the same vein of the other. Yeah, ones. it's gotta I don't be, want a, it to be a platformer. Is that what we come, what Crash is technically called a platformer? Yeah. Yeah. As long Here as we'll the mask. Yeah. Actually, if you Google um, Crash Bandicoot PS1, there's this really cool. Somebody did this homage. The whole si- the whole system looks like it's made out of that brick that you saw commonly in the ruins of the game. Nice. Uh, the the tiki mask is uh, molded into the f- casing. Wow. It looks really cool. They um, if you guys ever played Uncharted Four, which is which has to be the best game I've played in the past few years. As soon as I get another PS Four, it's it's between The Last of Us and Uncharted Four, and I mean all this is in the vein of Naughty is is Naughty Dog. Who uh, man? And in, God, I hope they're paying their programmers oh and people well because I don't know how anyone could want to leave that studio. In Un- in Uncharted Four, you get to Nathan Drake plays a PS One and you play the entire first level of Crash Bandicoot. So it's a lot of fun to, to actually jump back in and replay I, that. I didn't say it just it failed uploading, so go ahead and I'd say try it again. What's also cool is you might get... Have been the Wi-Fi might have interrupted it. And you get Nathan Drake's uh, commentary as he's playing. So he's like, oh man, I I would have made that jump, you know, something like that. He's like, what what kind of animal is a bandicoot anyway? Or he's a fox, isn't he? And she's like, no, it's a bandicoot. Well, what's a bandicoot? And they're going back and forth as he's playing. Genius. Absolutely fucking genius for Naughty Dog to do something like that. I wish Naughty Dog, because they've got to have some deep pockets... I wish they would buy the Metal Gear franchise from Konami. Because I feel like they could do it justice. Well, considering the fact that Hideo Kojima is not involved anymore, I think yeah. Konami's going to hold on to that as, as tightly as they can. But I think the next one's going to tank, and I don't think they're going to be like, what's the fucking point of this? It, the fans aren't going to buy like it. It's like Fox. It's like Fox. They're, they're just going to shell out a mediocre product and hope that the name draws people in like X-Men. Alright, so speaking of... Moving on to what we were talking about previously. Um, so, have you guys ever seen the movie High Fidelity? Yes. There's a scene that Jack Black says. He's like... In in the movie, they talk about top tens a lot. Or top five. Everything's top five. What's your top five this? Top five that? And they're going back and forth. Because they work in a record store. And he says, top five artists that... Um, how did he phrase it? He's like, top five mistakes of popular artists. He's like, subplot, is it better to leave out on top or to fade away? 
And I think the same goes for TV and movie in regards to, is it better to stop a series at a certain point or stop a, a movie series at a certain point rather than keep it going and you end up running the gamut and it becomes stale or just lame the fur- yeah, the further on it goes. And for as much of a Seinfeld fan as I am, I'm looking at you. You know, you started so strong. Everything was relatable. Towards the end, people got into too many hijinks and everyone became a silly character. Same goes for It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Same kind of goes for the league. You guys had a good basis. Uh, here's just a bunch of very relatable people. And as it got further and further on, everyone just became Kramer-esque. And it's like, that that's what made Kramer so funny. That he was so outlandish compared to the other three. Everyone had their little intricacies. George was cheap. Jerry didn't give a shit about stuff. And Elaine was, you know, the pro-woman kind of chick. And those are their roles. But as it, as it got further along, it kind of blurred. Um, even Friends had a little bit of that. Because in the first few series of Friends, everyone was relatively normal. Then, like, Monica started to become a little sillier and sillier. Rachel became a little sillier and sillier. Joey definitely, while he was the comic relief in the first couple series, towards the end, he just, you know, he was always hungry. And I don't remember that playing as big of a role in the, in the earlier seasons. Um, but those are still all great series. But, like, Smallville. Smallville was one of those things. I loved Smallville in the first, like, four or five seasons. Then, as it got further and further on, I'm like... It's cool that you guys are branching into more characters like Dr. Fate and what have you, but... Justice Society. Once he got into Metropolis, I stopped caring. See, I... Metropolis was actually what brought me back, so I was like, alright, cool, they're going back to some of the sort of There was only so many times I could give a shit about, who's he going to be with, Chloe or Lana? And then you brought, and then you finally, once you got to Metropolis, you brought in Lois. That okay. was where I feel like it finally got back to it, what it should have been. Not to go to UTJH, but kind of. Left or right, Lois or Lana. If Lana didn't talk after like season four, Lana, but I would have to go with Lois. Because Lois then went on to be a character on the show um, Las Vegas. Ronnie Lois. What character Las was she in Las Vegas? Um, she was, I thought, uh, the uh, the head of security's daughter. I'm pretty sure. Maybe I'm actually thinking of the wrong person, but I thought of the. Oh, shit, I forgot her name. I think that, I think Michael Rosenbaum was one of the best Lex Luthors I've ever seen. Have you seen that meme going around Facebook? Uh, that moment when you realize the TV show's doing it better than their your movies, and it was... Rodney. That's Lana? That's Lois. No, she wasn't on Las Vegas. Um, she was in uh, Dr. Hope, let's see. She was in Stargate SG-1, Butterfly Effect 2. Uh, I actually don't even see her on Smallville on here for whatever reason. I'm leaning towards Lois. Lois definitely was much more voluptuous than she is. Um, All the images... Erica Durant. Yeah, Yeah, she wasn't on um, Las Vegas. My bad. It's okay. See, Kristen Crook had the Asian factor to me. That's probably why I'm leaning towards Lois. But I think Lois did look better. But like, okay, Heroes. Heroes is another one. 
First season of Heroes, amazing. Second season was like, and they started getting worse and worse. Never watched Heroes. Oh man, never grabbed me. Heroes season one is a lot is a lot of fun in a time where. Because I I told you guys or I told you Dave I'm I'm a big fan of origin stories for heroes. And that's what Heroes season one really was. Is here's everyone's origin story. Lowest for the win. Yeah. Yeah, she wins. Okay, now movies, okay? So we were talking a little bit about like Back to the Future. Do you do you branch it up as just a trilogy, like in, in Scream and leave it as is? Or are you, or is it safe to say that Back to the Future Three they kind of fell off? Lowest for the win. Oh yeah. So okay, so Back to the Future Three, um Jurassic Park Three. You know, so off. so here's the problem with that. Godfather three. Without Jurassic Park three, wow, is that real? I love you. Of course, he finds a nude picture. Or is that like, yeah, that's the one I was looking at. So is that you, photoshopped? No, what are you gonna say? Real. Put your phone down. What are you gonna say about Jurassic Park three? See, you you compare Jurassic Park three, which so, so with that without Jurassic Park three, there's no Jurassic World. That's not true. Because I think Jurassic Park. Jurassic World was made because I think at Jurassic Park 3 everyone was like that was the, obviously the lowest rated lowest money paying one that they did Jurassic World I think was this hopping on the everything old is new again and let's show you that we can make a quality product they wanted to harken back to Jurassic 1 Jurassic Park 1 and now they've said that Jurassic World 2 will work in more animatronics this time around the Indominus was they said they couldn't do an animatronic to Indominus because it was a fast-moving... It was Spoiler alert, its DNA was that of a Velociraptor base. Okay, so I hope they don't plan on what they originally planned for Jurassic World. Where they the cybernet, the... The humanoid dinosaurs. No, they've said no. They said that was concept art in an early spitballing stage. And I, from what I've heard, what I, the most recent release that I just saw is you're not even going to see the militarized dinosaurs that the one guy from Engine was going on about alright let's bring in X-Men X-Men both both main series of X-Men X-Men 1 and 2 X-Men 1 was cool it had the nostalgic value then it went to X2 which was I thought a great movie at the time yeah you actually got to see Wolverine kill somebody X3 got awful so then you go to X-Men First Class great stepping off point Mm mhm um, Days of Future Past, eh, not bad. Days of Future Past to me felt felt a lot like that. This trilogy's X three. They really got out of the pocket a little too far from the source material. What about Apocalypse? Apocalypse. Now here's the thing. Like I have to go back. Um, I definitely the only thing I would have liked to see more on Apocalypse another beer. was I would have liked to see the more. Oh, actually, if you have any soda, I would like that. Otherwise, we got a monster in there. No. Can you grab a Coke out of there, please? Um, I would have liked to see the more armored look that Apocalypse always had in the comics and maybe, I guess, in the X-Men cartoon show that was popular in the 90s. I would have liked to see a little more of that, a little less of the Middle Eastern in style, style robes, if you will, the Egyptian-style robes. I, I like the, the nod to that, but again, 
I, I know I talked about this a little bit on UTJH. I feel like Fox takes things too literally. I would have liked the... Like he's Egyptian, so let's put robes on him and he has sand power. And it's like, Thank you very much. it's not... Thank you. ...what he is. See, I, I would have liked the line that starts at his lips and goes up to his cheeks. I would have liked to see that be a little more defined. But overall, I like the fact that from the first pictures they showed where he was more purple, a la Power Rangers Ivan Ooze, I like to see they either changed it or just edited it in post production and made him definitely more the traditional blue. I knew that they were. I knew that was going to be fixed because everyone had a big problem. I was like, ooh, well, this is still pre production stuff, and they made him taller and you know broader. I would have liked to see more expanding. I saw. I really felt we saw too much of the powers. Of the Four Horsemen and not enough of Apocalypse. I think Oscar Isaac played the fuck out of that role, though. Oh, I think he did play it really well, too. I just think they didn't use enough of Apocalypse's abilities, his skills. I mean, this man was basically a one-man wrecking crew. The, his horsemen are not so much his enforcers. They're he's just the his... Marvels, or he's the X-Men's Thanos, for all intents and purposes. I think we can maybe agree that the horsemen are more his... Foot soldiers slash, um, lackeys. I want to say lackeys because each one, for the most part, they each one has a pretty good. It's a fleshed out character. Um, but in this one, it was like the four of his horsemen, a powers together eclipse apocalypse, and I never felt like he was the big bad he should have been. I feel like they missed the window to bring in the, the four horsemen with their distinct powers of, you know, pestilence. Like, you know, you missed that window of having yeah, that was a the totally other... different mutant with, you know, sickly powers, you know. That was the war thing. And yeah. death, Again, you, know? you already had Magneto lift a goddamn ball field, a baseball stadium, and bring it over the U.S. to Washington, D.C. Do you really... I mean, first off, he never should have been a horseman from the get-go. No. I would have rather seen... Apocalypse view Magneto as a potential threat and have him dispatching the horsemen to take him out. And maybe cool. then he's injured, so then he allies himself with the X-Men. I didn't I didn't care. I think Psylocke has been a horseman before. Obviously, I know Angel has. So those, those two I didn't have a Even problem. the Archangel sucked. Yeah. Just giving him metal wings does not an Archangel make. But here's my thing. There's only so many blue characters you can have I don't also. care. If you're going to have him, have him. Yeah. If you're gonna have him, you know him from the comics, then you gotta fucking make him blue. Bearing making him blue, I would have okay with you doing a palette swap, making him fucking shit, even red like Azrael, which I think was a terrible decision to make to nix Azrael. I thought we had a really unique bad guy whose really backstory, none of the bad guys from First Class were really expended on except uh, Sebastian Shaw. Sebastian Shaw, yeah. And I thought he would have made an awesome bad guy to have in there. Well, my issue with him is that he didn't really display a level of subservience to Apocalypse to where he can branch out and do the, you know, the Archangel story versus Apocalypse. And, and why was Angel, for that matter, just a drunken British punk? Yeah, they didn't... I mean, for as much as they did good... Even if they were to brought back in Ben Foster, who played Angel in X3, I think he played the role very well. He had a very good... Because, I mean, I don't want to use the word regal because he's not royal in any sense of the word, but Angel always has a quiet stoicness about him. Yeah. He is very much more we're talking about... The he's team. rich blood, yeah. He's the team player. The, like, Cyclops is the leader, we're going to do as the leader says, 
It's not my place to question. I can interject, but I'm not the leader. Except when he went apeshit and went after Apocalypse. Well, well, there's a reason for that, though. I mean, when you've made him into death, and I thought they played up the whole psyche, how much it shattered his psyche. It basically changed before he could pass as human. Now with the metal wings, the blue skin, he can't pass anymore. He looked dope when he had the blue skin and, like, the, the blonde hair still. Yeah, that did grow. Because then he, what, he, re- he went by the just the name Angel, right? To that, me, I- no, that wasn't until he busted out of the... He was still Where they blue, ripped but he off had, the cybernetic wings. Yeah, but, the, but he, had, he had his actual his encased feathered wings, feathered wings beneath. Regrew. Yeah. Okay, see. But even then, he was blue, but with, you know, the regular wings. And even that looked cool to me. There was a specific sound effect. I don't know, maybe you guys can remember, of Archangel's wings in the X-Men cartoon show from the 90s. And when he flapped them and threw the metal spikes out, just the sound it made. It was the same. It was a similar sound to what Sinister made whenever he, he did an action or fired an electrical bolt or when he was wounded and healed. Alright, so branch off of that now. What is the best cartoon sound effect for a superpower in in a cartoon? You have Spider-Man's from from the 1990s uh, cartoon. You have the Batarang from Batman. The laser vision of Superman. Wolverine's claws popping. Cyclops' Cyclops optic. optic blast. I like the generic Firestar turning into Firestar. In the yeah, Super cause, Friends? Because that was used in, like, every 70s cartoon. The that one? Uh, no. It's more like a... Uh, I can't do it. <laughs> For me, it's... Uh, I guess one that's just... I think it will... Anyone that's watched the cartoons of the 90s will always remember. Cyclops... Oh, not Cyclops. Wolverine popping his claws out. Yeah. <laughs> that one? Yeah. yeah. It's not my personal favorite. I think it's well-known. Even um, Gambit's... Gambit's... That was one of my, gonna be one of my top three. That one was fucking dope. Um, Gambit... Venom's kind of growl. Yeah. To me, that was always... I was like, this... And this to this day, that's the sound I hear whenever I'm reading Venom comic. Or an Eddie Brock Venom comic. Space Ghost Laser. <laughs> I might go with the Optic Blast. Also, another really good... Really well down... Real down... Well done sound effect, Nightcrawler's disappearing sound, or his reappearing. The poof. The bamf. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I'll take that. All right, which superhero power would you want? Can I have a symbiote? Because a symbiote all day. Yeah. I got to go with Green Lantern Ring. I have to. For as much as I love the Hulk and I wish for I was, that power, I don't have the wardrobe. If I was going to have a lantern ring from a sheer power point alone, I'm going to choose the orange lantern ring. But then you're just, you're running around being greedy with everything. Like, you can't control yourself. Larfley seems to control himself pretty well. He can't. Because any, anything he sees, wants, 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 wants. You know, now now after being having being a parent, I have a newfound respect for fear. So I'm going to go with the yellow. This is what I actually... I, I am going to have to delve back into the current... Uh, I'm going to have to delve into the Sinestro series. I'm not sure how it happened, but now the Blue Lantern, St. Walker, is powering up yellow lantern rings. Oh, huh? The way that he's powered up the greens. <laughs> so I want to find out how they've worked that in, because that was supposed to be... Yellow can't withstand... It automatically depowers the ring when it's around the Blue Lanterns. Alright, what about Indigo? That way you could kind of access 
I'm not going to speak in three-letter words. Knock. Knick-knack. <laughs> All right. So, uh, hope and fear make will. So, going back to what we were saying, is it is it better to fade away, or is it better to keep a series going to the point where it's exhausted? <laughs> if, like, here's, like here's, would, would you... Do you ever feel a time where it's like, they should have just fucking ended it at Godfather 2? I know that you wanted a trilogy, but Godfather 3 is god awful. I think... Because you run the risk of ruining the entire series with that. I think the medium dictates whether or not you can do it. Um, I think in... Like the subject matter? Yeah, I mean, because... Alright. I mean, because the medium is uh, going to be film if it's film. I know, but I'll, get, I'll use this for example. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was a fan of the show. I thought they were really well done. But when it left... Who was it on first? The CW? Channel 9? The WB? Okay, when it left that, it left with her, she's dead. They killed her off. Spoiler. UPN bought the rights to it. And uh, now they're like, alright, have fun figuring this out. It was If you guys ever watched the Mortal Kombat TV show? Oh yeah, the live action one? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was awesome. On Channel 26? Yeah. We, to this day, when they kill everybody, spoiler alert, me and my sister, because we both watched the show, we call it, oh, they did the Mortal Kombat ending. That's how I felt with X-Men 3. I'm like, oh, they did the Mortal Kombat ending. You do the same ending. thing with Mighty Max, don't you? What do you mean? I thought you called it the Mighty Max ending. Didn't you, isn't it you that said Mighty Max? No. Did you watch Mighty Max? Yeah, I watched it, but Mighty Max, the final episode... Isn't he just cycle, wake up or something? No, it cycles all the way back to the first day where he got the hat. That is a great fucking series. Did you ever watch Mighty Max? Mm. With Virgil? What was the big guy's name? Oh, God. I can't remember. But that's something that now that I have the unlocked fire stick, I'm in, or I'm going to have to watch on Nexus. That has some of the best cartoon voice acting of all time. That, Gargoyles, and Batman at the time. So, uh, anyway, back to our topic. Um, I think... I think movies you really should go out on top. Even TV to if you're gonna keep the if you have access to the original writing staff. I feel like when you get too many members of the writing staff leaving is when you get, as you said, Seinfeld, where towards the end it was like they had too much shit going. Uh, when you're just the I think as the writing staff needs to be honest to the product. Norman. Norman. Um you need to look at it and be like, have we strayed too far from where we went? Now, straying far from it can equal good things. Like, I don't know if you ever watched the Angel television show. He battled the evil law firm, law firm Wolfram and Hart. Then at season, like, three or four, they realized they couldn't beat him. That Angel would always figure out some way to fuck up their plans. So they gave him the law firm. Now you've got, you went from guys fighting the under, the, you went from the underdogs to them having a multinational corporation at their disposal, henchmen and everything. Hmm. So I think if you keep the writing style, the the writers, I think you can keep a good product going. So, not to detract from what we're talking about, I forgot that Tim Curry played the Skullmaster. Oh, yeah. Tim Curry also played another character, I think, on... VR Troopers? It, was it VR Troopers or was it Superhuman Samurai? I thought he played a Mega... Me, Kil, Kilocon? Man. Those were all during the heydays of, hey, Power Rangers is a cash cow. Let's see what we can fucking knock off from Japanese martial arts TV shows aimed at kids. Let's see. I think it's Superhuman Samurai, Cyber Squad. 
Man, that was a great show. He was mucho bother in Batman Beyond. I don't know who the fuck that is. I don't know. Um, let's see. He was in Voltron. Big Guy and Rusty the Boy. That what was, was he in Voltron? Big Guy and Vus- Rusty the Boy Robot was a great show. Um, let's see. It was it was in the later Voltrons. And but I think certain mediums are more forgiving to having shit installments. Well, what character was he? Prince Lodor. What? It was Voltron the Third Dimension. Yeah. Holy shit! Uh, I will use the example Twisted Metal. Okay. Twisted Metal One and Two for PlayStation One, arguably some of the best games. For vehicle combat, if you want to call that a thing. I would just say arguably some of the best games on PlayStation 1. Now, you got to Twisted Metal 3 and 4, done by Sony's 989 Studios. They were garbage. Holy fuck. He, he, did the, he was the bad guy in, in uh, the Mighty Ducks cartoon. Yeah, I believe it. There was a Mighty Ducks cartoon? Yeah, oh, there yeah. Was Mighty Ducks. That was about the time of what? Teenage Mutant Turtles was popular. Mighty Ducks. What? Uh, Cowboys. Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Yep, you're right. Wait, wait, wait. Mighty Ducks as in, like, the hockey team? Yeah. Yeah, there was there were a group of ducks. Oh, wait, ducks wait, 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 wait. They had, like, a spaceship, right? That yes. was shaped like a duck? Okay. Yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah, I remember. I still have, being a huge NHL fan, I love occasionally the Anaheim Ducks, uh, who were the Mighty Ducks. Coincidentally, their franchise was started by Disney. Yep. Just um, like the Angels pushed it. Yeah, push them over. just like uh, they will wear the throwback teal with duck mask ju- uh, uniform, and it always that it always sells out. People love. It has seeing, to. Do they ever wear the they ever wear the green from the movie? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm sorry, talking. I meant I said teal, but I meant green. Is that? Do they also do like Mighty Ducks two uniform? No. I thought that's when you were talking about the white with the purple and the. No. Now, as I said, then you got, okay, which were crap games, Twist Metal 3 and 4. But then you got to PS2 and you had Twist Metal Black. Which everyone's like, holy fuck. I mean, it was back to what it should be. Once you go black. You wonder where your welfare is at. Okay, Max Payne. Speaking of games now, okay. Max Payne 1 and 2. Max Payne 1 was the shit. Love that game. It looks like shit. It plays like shit, but it's a lot of fun when you actually do play it. Cause you do the whole. It was the first game to start the bullet time. And um, oh yeah. Are you sure? Because the Matrix game had it. And so the Matrix came out after that, actually. But they got the bullet time from Matrix. I think so, but either way, that was one of those games where it was the shit. Then Part Two came out, and it was. It was awesome, but it, it wasn't as good. Then, part three came out, or the, the newest one came out, and I'm like, this has nothing, it feels like it has no semblance with the original. Same thing with the movie. Fucking Mark Wahlberg ruined something else. As, as I said, I think in movies you have less margin of error, unless you have a big financial backing. Fox, Sony, I'm looking at your direction. Well, yeah, 2001 is when Max Payne the first I mean, game came out. Captain America 3, I think, surpasses Captain America 2. Marginally, to me, because Winter Soldier, but that's that's was the, the shit. That's the thing. Winter Soldier was the shit, and you also, I felt like Civil War still could be called Avengers two point five. I'll give you that, and I'm um, okay with it. I feel like Winter Soldier was a pro- better 
standalone. No, not even that. I feel it's a better standalone Captain America because although you did have the Falcon, he was a bit player. You had Scarlet Witch, bit player. You never really felt like you weren't watching a Captain America movie. And there was plenty of times during Civil War, even after I've now owned it and rewatched it, I could care less what Captain America is doing. And again, I'm never wondering mm, what's Captain America doing. Just show me the airport scene again. Damn near. And yeah. there was, I mean, there was a couple times where looking back, I'm like, this scene could have been dropped. Should we just call it Captain America airport scene? But I think. Okay, I think, Iron Man though. Iron Man 1, awesome. Absolutely perfect. 2, okay. I thought 2 was a solid B+. Yeah. I mean, they're not bad movies. But three? I, by, by the time you got to 3, it was like, okay, you went A, B, C. You went to 3 waiting for the Iron Legion, in my opinion. So uh, It showed that Jon Favreau wasn't so much in charge in that one. So I enjoyed 3, but... I enjoyed I mean, 3. Let's but be it clear, there's, there's no bad... Marvel movie, as far as I'm concerned. Like, bad? No. True. Are there some that miss a step or two here and there? Yeah. Like, Ant-Man is is a great, awesome movie. Is it the best Marvel movie? No. The Incredible Hulk, great movie. Is it the best Marvel movie? Not even close. But, I mean, you gotta kind of take things for I really it. think Universal needs to get off their ass and split a deal with Sony. I think they're doing Mark Ruffalo a huge disservice. Well, now Korg, they're saying, is gonna be... A big character in uh, Thor Ragnarok, which he was a huge character in Planet Hulk. Because yeah. they're essentially saying, okay, we're, we're kind of making a Thor slash Hulk movie, but we can't call it a Hulk movie. This is Marvel's way of saying, okay, universally, we can't make a Hulk movie. We can make the shit out of a Thor movie and put the Hulk all over that shit. And I'm fucking tickled pink about that. I like Edward, I liked Edward Norton. I would have been happy with another Edward Norton Hulk movie. I think they just need to, sometimes they humanize the, see there's a very fine line between humanizing the bad guy and giving his backstory. Ooh, so, the, okay, so it's I how, felt they really fleshed out the human of the abomination part, uh, bar, bar, well, you, you need God, that whole Blonsky thing. Blonsky, yeah. Um, I always find it funny when you're vaping, you take like big old hits with big clouds. Who can you take shallower breaths? I do. I don't know. Something maybe it's the tobacco like my throat like instantly closes. Okay. So it's Halloween season. We can't we can't not talk about some Halloween stuff. I know this is essentially start, a nerd show. Are we gonna delve into the horror games? But, well, we're gonna delve into what you just touched on that you also brought up on Facebook. Oh, humanizing um, the bad guy? Humanizing the bad guy in regards to Michael Myers. Which, again, is another series. Should you have cut it off at, like, Halloween 4? Because H2O totally disregards the rest of the series besides Halloween 1 and 2. But plenty of the Halloweens do that already. Yeah. I think in Halloween... I think in horror, you're given far greater leeway. But... With the Rob Zombie Halloween, do you think that it... My my general view is that it totally humanized Michael Myers entirely too much. And we talked about that on, on Facebook a little oh, yeah. Nelson and I actually agreed on that. Yeah. Which is a rare thing. Um, so is it better? I mean, was it cool to see another perspective of it? Of course. You don't want a, car- a carbon copy remake of it. I'm looking at Gus Van Sant's Psycho. Um, but... 
is it better to just at least have the heart and soul of it, or is it okay to take the liberties all on your own if it means that you get to make your own movie? I think when something as well established as a product as Halloween, for example, I really think you need to work hand, not hand in hand, but definitely give your ideas to uh, John Carpenter. I think you need to go be like, hey, here's my script or here's my storyboards. Give me your, what's your opinion on it? I think you really need to be honest to it. I think Rob Zombie's first Halloween movie, I enjoyed. It's not a bad movie. No. Halloween 2 by Rob Zombie, I enjoyed a lot less. I didn't even see it. I watched it on TV. Because it's it's a lot like, okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is essentially not as much about Leatherface, but about the entire family as a whole. And you really get this feel of, man, there's a creepy-ass fucking hick family in the middle of nowhere that, you know, traps these poor teenagers. The Jessica Biel Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of flips it and makes Leatherface completely, you know, the full-on bad guy. Yes, you have, you know, the evil sheriff, but... I think to me that was a good way of still keeping subtle nods to the original, but you still have its own movie in a lot of ways. Um, so with that in mind, do you think it's better to do that? Like make a movie a la Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake? Or would you rather, you know, Rob Zombie's Halloween? Me, yeah, personally, because you see, this is where I'm the weakest link for this. Um, because I like Halloween because I like Michael Myers. I will overlook a lot of things for that. Uh, it's just like certain zombie flicks. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I'm not really a fan of. Um, to me, it's a lot of gore for the sake of gore. You know, it's going to be amb- cutting people up with a chainsaw, and that really detracts for me. I'm just like, it's how far can you spray the blood with the chainsaw? Yeah, it's not meant to be like <clears throat> suspenseful. I'm more cerebral suspenseful. Like, I, re- I love Room 1408. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a really great movie. Um,. The one, I mean, I loved 28, uh, 28 Weeks Later, um, but I didn't like how you knew right off the jump that it was a rage virus. I would have rather that reveal come later. 28 Weeks Later 28 was... Da- I'm sorry, 28 Days Later. 28 Weeks Later was the, the, the second one, which I thought was very, was not as good. You know, I go back and watch it, and I kind of like the idea of, okay, they're living with zombies, because... Like, I think about The Walking Dead, and, like, zombies are, oh, end of the world catastrophic. I really think, like, a city would band together and figure out a way, with the, communi- with the amount of communication that people have and the resources at, you know, certain disposals, like, they would have to spread fairly fast for people not to adapt to it. Yeah, but that's the one thing I feel like, I feel, in zombie movies especially, cities are the first things that are going to go. Because it's going to spread like wildfire. Think how much street crime you have now as it is. Now, imagine you just had crazy things able to move fast, all of the zombies in 28 days later. And all you had to do was just get exposed to their blood and it transferred to you. Yeah, that in quarantine, I think, I think really changed the whole I think for me to make a, a, me to believe a zombie movie like 28 weeks later was viable, you would have almost had to build up the rural towns and the suburbs into the new cities and have the old cities be the quarantine zone slash the no go areas because. They're still working on clearing that out. Because the rural areas are where you're going to have... Okay, I could have 12 walkers or 12 zombies coming at me, but if they're going across an open field and I have an AR with a scope, I can put down every one of those zombies before they get near me. Or 
if you have a five-man military platoon, they could sweep out a rural area. Well, I don't know. I mean, just coming back from the Bears game seemed <sighs> relatively easy to herd a bunch of people. Exactly. Now imagine you have uh, zombies in a you know in a city. That's why, like Resident Evil Seven, the new one's coming out. It's going to be based in the rural area. It's something they've never done before. Real quick, I want to give a shout out to Alicia and Dana. Uh, we met Alicia on our cattle cattle walk back after the Bears game. Yeah, shout out to Mr. Alicia. Yeah, parkour, parkour. <laughs> so they they were they were just talking to us while we were walking back and forth. We mentioned that we had podcasts, and she's like, "Oh, I'll listen to it." You know, I I'm training for a marathon. I need something to listen to when I run. I listen to you know talk radio and and uh, and I'm interested in podcasts. So. She's like, I'll check out YouTube Jake. So, thank you so much. I hope you are listening to at least this. Um, so, thank you. So, okay. So, is 28 Days Later your end-all, be-all favorite zombie movie? Ooh. That's a tough call. Um, It'll probably, and this ties into my favorite video game thing, It'll probably be Resident Evil Apocalypse, just because that one was the one that was based more in, I believe, I felt like the Resident Evil game universe. You had the Nemesis, you introduced Claire, Jill. Who, uh, who they needed to have in the first one, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Fuck Alice. I mean, I, I don't even know if I would own Mila Jovovich. She does nothing for me. Uh, I would in Mila Jovovich from Married with Children. That's probably the hottest she's got. Um, actually, 28 Days Later worked its way up into my top zombie flicks. Um, yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead was funny. Shaun of the Dead wasn't oh. just funny, but it was a great horror movie at the same time to me. Zombieland. Oh. I loved mm. Zombieland, and I've heard they've... Officially, all the stars have signed on for Zombieland 2. Emma Stone. Oh, there's the sister now. Because she's, like, I remember seeing her in Signs. It's weird to see um, Abigail Breslin. That was the girl in Signs? Yeah. Holy shit. That's the daughter in Signs. Yep. She's also in um, Sunshine. Little Miss Sunshine. Sunshine. Thank you. So it's 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 funny to see some of these actresses grow up like that. Dave's fixing the cold. I think my favorite zombie movie was still gonna be Dawn of the Dead. How'd you feel about the remake? Um, that I think that's what I'm referring to—the actual remake. The full color, big rains. Yeah. Because, I don't know, like, zombies aren't that interesting to me. Like, you, you can only do so much with a zombie. Oh, yeah, they got dirty clothes, and they walk around, eat brains, and go for blood. Okay, big deal. They, there's a herd of them. Um, I'm more interested in the dynamic of the relationship of the survivors. Fuck, Abigail Resident's 20 years old. You old? Yeah. Yeah. How old was she in Zombieland? You gotta have been, like, 15? 14, 15? Yeah, about... Let's see, she's 20 now. Diamond Land was 20, 2009. Seven years, 13, holy shit. I didn't give Zombieland enough credit when I first saw it. 
well, before I saw it, I was like, eh, I've already seen a horror, uh, a zombie comedy movie, and it was Shaun of the Dead, and Shaun of the Dead set the bar so high, because they paid so much respect to, um, the zombie itself, it was, it was full on, you know, this, we're, we're making a zombie movie that happens to be funny, not a funny movie that happens to have zombies in it. And I feel like Zombieland, Zombieland had a lot of parts that were funny that had nothing to do with the zombies. And Sean Dead was funny because of the zombie stuff, you know, like them pretending to be zombies at that whole point. You know, when they first meet Mary in the garden, um, that's a whole funny scene. Did you guys ever see that, that whole, um, fan theory that I guess ended up being true? That when he first break, when Sean first breaks up with Liz, and he goes to Ed, he's like, "What do you want to do?" He's like, "He's like, here's the plan. We're gonna start with a Bloody Mary. We'll have a bite at the King's Head. We'll go pick up, you know. We'll go see Liz. We'll stagger back here for some shots, and bam, we'll we'll sell out the night. And that essentially plays out the, in the entire movie. They meet Mary in the garden, Bloody Mary. Um." Bite at the king's head is when his stepfather gets bitten. Uh, we'll we'll pick up Liz, which they end up doing. We'll stagger back over here is when they pretend to be zombies. We'll take a few shots at the bar, which is when they they have the massive shootout and bam, you know, like that's the whole play out of the movie, just mapped out in one small dialogue. Brilliant. I don't know if they did that on purpose. I'm sure they did because the writers for that were awesome. I think Simon Pegg helped write it too, yes. and the guy that played Ed, right? Genius. I just, I've seen Hot Fuzz maybe three times, and I keep only getting like halfway through. But I, it's a fun movie. Run Fat Boy Run was a great movie. Simon Pegg does a lot of good work. You know what would have been a great zombie movie had it not been for the grass instead of zombies? They're happening. Yeah, I think if if they substituted zombies for grass. One of the, some of the worst acting in a movie right there. If you're going to do something like Grass, like, I think that vein, The Last of Us did better. Yeah. But yeah, that, that virus, the Cordyceps virus, really does exist. Where's the sequel to that? You know what? That's a game that I hope that they take their time with. They are working on a sequel. Not too much time, because you don't want to lose the momentum of it. But take your time. Give me a good quality game. And it seems like Naughty Dog is good for that because every Uncharted game is better and better to me. Um, so I hope they, they stick with that kind of thing because if, if they take the kind of care and attention that they did for Uncharted as they do with The Last of Us, I think they're going to shell out a fantastic product. And I will shell out my monies. Oh my god, I will give up that money so fast. I think The Last of Us Remastered is 20 bucks right now. Speaking of open, That's what I'm get, that, sorry. Speaking of open world video games and sequels, Grand Theft Auto is a great example we didn't talk about. One and two, hardly memorable. Grand Theft Auto three, game changing. Hardly memorable. I thought Vice City is still probably one of the best ones. Well, that's four. Oh yeah, you're right. Technically, like 
four. They ended up coming out with four, but that was... Right, the little one and two were on PS1, if I was correct. I think once they got to San Andreas, I was like, ooh, this is... It's too much. I I enjoyed San Andreas because they had the Harrier. I didn't enjoy the whole... I had to work out. I had to, you know, get my hair cut. I had to look nice. I had to change my clothes. I had to make sure to eat, like... It was bordering on a sim. Yeah, this isn't fucking... uh, what, What was the little watch game that you had Tamagotchi like I don't have to worry about fucking killing my guy off but I love the street racer aspect in San Andreas they haven't really brought that back where you can customize switch the rims out add nitrous to the car but if I want a like street racing game like that I'm gonna go Tokyo Extreme Racer or I'm gonna go Need for Speed Underground Tokyo Extreme Racer is so far the my favorite racing game of all time my favorite car game right now is <laughs> fucking Rocket League but, yeah, I mean, GTA is that one. I think GTA Five. I think, was a lot of fun to play. But it, get, it I gets... I traded it in after a month. It gets to a point of redundancy where you're just like, okay, I get it. You know, you're going to kill some hookers. You're going to do this and that. I, th- I think, like Call of Duty, it's... I don't know if I've grown out of it. I don't know. At this point, the new GTAs are all about the, uh, the conversations you have at work the next day. Yeah, I picked up a bus full of hookers and dropped them off, made some money. Army of Two is a game that started off awesome. And just, you know, by the second one, I was like, meh, I didn't even play it. And then I heard it wasn't even that good. Spyro the Dragon. Spyro was... That was PlayStation trying its hardest to make a Mario-esque character, like a a flagship character, which they already had with fucking Crash Bandicoot. And you had it with Crash Team Racing and all this stuff, but then they had Spyro, and then they had another one for a little bit. Uh, Ratchet and Clank, they wanted a... Well, they released another one of those for PS4, and I've heard nothing but great things about it. You also had another one with, like, some weird marsupial and a kind of elf character. I think right now, Nathan Drake is the... Sony mascot? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. He trades it off with uh, Kratos, even though I've never been a big God of War fan. God of War is not bad. God of War and and Batman and I have the same problem in terms of it's just mindless button mashing when you get into a fight for the most part. That's fine. I, I enjoy a good hack and slash. Yeah. Yeah, to a point. I mean, if, if I'm going to play a hack and slash, for all intents and purposes, it is what it is. Kingdom Hearts, to me, is a hack and slash kind of game. You know, you meet the Heartless and you just... X, 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 or whatever, or square, whatever, whatever it takes to, to beat them. Um, and that's a game that's taking forever to come up with another one. And I'm, again, I'm okay with that, because that means that hopefully you're spending all this time trying to make good games. Same thing with The Last, the last Guardian. Which I guess there are finally billboards for now in, in California. Oh, God, I cannot. If that game ends up being a disappointment, I might be on Suicide Watch. Because I've been waiting, like, what, 10 years for this fucking game to come out? And I just really hope that it's worth it. Um, Tony Hawk is another game that started off. Never got into Tony Hawk. It, it got better and better. Um, Project 8, I still love that game. But it's, you know, you, you get over skateboarding fast. You know... I picked up a game, I think it was like on sale at Blockbuster, BMXXX, where essentially it was Tony Hawk on a bike, but then if you locked a certain amount of points, you would see like actual footage from scores, the strip club in uh, New York, 
we were talking a little bit about sports games on the last one. Because we mentioned um, Two Extreme and Jet Moto. I don't know if you ever played either of those games. Jet Moto's a fantastic fucking game. Which I almost picked up one and two today. So much fun just to play it. I might hook up this PS1 right now. Go ahead. You guys keep talking. Uh, Jet Moto, I just can't believe they haven't revisited. I feel like they tried with Wipeout. Personally, I never liked Wipeout so much. Uh, another series that I thought never went stale, it kind of faded away in terms of video games, Armored Core. Armored Core was the shit. When that came out for PlayStation 2, I was like... That was like my, pre, you know, 14-year-old boy hard-on. I was like, I'm a fucking mech. It was like what Battletech should, you know, Battletech and Mech Warrior video games should have been for me. Or even Virtual On was a good one. That one had a great arcade. You sat in the chair, you had the two joysticks to control, you know. You move forward by tilting both joysticks forward. You dashed by... Double slamming them forward. Wait, wasn't that uh, sled? Cyber sled? No, I'm definitely talking about virtual on. Oh. I know because I probably pumped. We went on a cruise and I spent most of the days at sea in the arcade playing that game. And just it was one of those ones that had two. You could do a two player, not co op, but battle mode. And I would just spend money take seeing who I could beat and who beat me, and then wanting a rematch. You know what? I, what movie I would love to see turned into a video game? Pacific Rim. Yeah. Especially, like, the co-op. Op, like, if, if you had to coordinate, I think that would be a lot of fun. If you had to coordinate with, like, a second player, and you had to, you know, get the movements down to... That would make a good online playing with people from Russia, from Japan. And then I think it would be cool to have the base game. Like, if you're from the U.S., you had access to these Jaegers. The Chinese ones looked like this. And, I mean, you could buy them. But if you were going to play against people around the world, you'd have to almost, not have to be, but your default would be locked in to using the ones that represent your country. Yeah, and I think I think it would be or fun. Or you'd have to join a clan for the other nationality. If you had like a single mech and like a dual mech, and you're only able to use the dual mech with two people. Or like the dual mech was the was like one that you can consistently use. You could take back and repair the single one because it took such a heavy toll on you. It was like a one and done. It was good for like one battle or one outing. Yeah. And maybe then, because it takes such a toll on you, you then are timed out for ten minutes. Or just, you know, you had limited abilities. Yeah. Because that was the big plot devices. The only two people that have ever piloted a Jaeger single-handedly was um, Charlie, Charlie Hunnan's character. And um, Idris Elba's character, which I remember his name was Striker Holocaust. Abs bent over in front of us showing us his ass. Does the PlayStation 1 have an HDMI output? I don't think so. No. I think the most you can do is you can get the converters. But with the, P the PS3s are readily available online that are completely backwards compatible... Gotta be everything. Is it not turning on? Nope. Fucking heartbreaker. Fonzie it. Hey. Give it a couple of love to Adam's trying to hook up his PS1, but it seems to be thwarting him. 
Um, yeah, so mech games are ones that were victims of they were churned out a lot. I remember there was a Sega Genesis Battletech or Mech Warrior game. It was over the top. You watched it from above, and it really was not a lot of fun. I, mean, I, I rented it so many times trying to enjoy it, and I couldn't. But Armored Core, you could, you know, you had laser weapons, you had artillery-based weapons, you had ballistic weapons, rather. And it was just so good, and that's what I... I remember Xbox had that steel battalion controller where it was, like, fucking two feet wide, two joysticks, something like 32 buttons to activate different weapon systems. That'd be pretty crazy. Uh, the controller alone cost, like, 200 bucks. Mother... Why do they always have these fucking boxes for the adapters? Why was it not plugging in? No, it's... Speaking of which... I got something plugged in the wrong... It has to face the, the right way. Blah, blah, blah. What's that, what's that video game for, uh... Josh Burnell has officially started filming the, uh... Netflix Punisher series. Oh, shit. How long do we have to wait for Jessica Jones to come back up? 2018. Oh, jeez. There you go. What's that uh, Wii game where you get the actual characters and you plop them down on the, the pad and they actually fight for you? Oh, Actually, it's not Amiibo? The Amiibo, yeah. Well, no. The one for Nintendo is Amiibo. For, for everything else, uh, there's Lego Dimensions. God, I missed that sound. And um, I have the PS1 there, theme for my PlayStation 4. There, there was one that was like Disney and they had all the Marvel characters in it. Too. Yeah, uh, they've killed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be actually a good opportunity for um, you know all this Pokemon nostalgia to be able to sell those Pokemon. Oh, give them time. I'm sure they will. Yeah. I'm sure they've said with the the Nintendo NX, they're going to have I believe a launch, um, a launch uh, Pokemon game. So trust me, I wouldn't be surprised if it that, you know when you go instead when you to make the character throw the Pokeball, you put your Chosen uh, Pokemon on the little amiibo pad. So I've always enjoyed. I don't know if you guys ever seen uh, um, Yu-Gi-Oh. I've seen it, but I never. It's a pretty good anime. Apparently, they're coming out with a completely new one. Well, I, I always enjoyed how they like, come out with a shit ton of those. I've never been into the card games, but it's like they made a cartoon about the card games and just like the logistics of like, you know, your combat power versus your. Defense points and trap cards. Yeah, and magic cards and enhancements and all that. I, I really enjoyed the dramatization of that in the show. And then when they played on like a virtual battlefield, the monsters came to life. And better yet, when they got those wrists band projector things. The and, battle discs. Yeah. Do you not have a memory card? No. Forgot about it. I thought I put a Crash Team Racing, I guess. Not. I forgot Neo had a, like, a evil Tiki mask. Or Cortex, rather. Neo Cortex. Okay. Well, it looks like this works. <laughs> so I think, I think mediums, movies are the less forgiving mediums for having a bad product. I think Ghostbusters is a great example of that. Because now they're... Initially they had said they had confirmed they were going to do a Ghostbusters with an all-male cast. More of a sequel, or at least a continuation of the established Ghostbusters series. Well, apparently the Lego... Oh, the Lego Ghostbusters takes a jab at 
the Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters. Movie. Yeah, I really hope so. Did you Which, finish the uh, new Ghostbusters movie? Yeah, I actually did last night. Thoughts? Thor really stole that movie. Dear God, why? <laughs> really? I can't even say he stole the movie. He was too... If you're going to make, like, a just shameless, like, lackey punchline guy, do it right. I feel like they didn't even do that right. Louis Tully you were laughing at, but you he never annoyed me being on screen. This guy, even I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, get him off the screen already. <laughs> even he wasn't well, well written. Really? Yeah. I haven't seen any of it yet. Um, the action scene, the big monster, Rowan, he was okay. Um, Slimer looked god-awful, in my opinion. Did you ever play SSX? Rodney? No. Man, you guys are missing an awesome PS2 game. It was snowboarding. I'm sure many of the listeners, if they're out there, have played in it. an awesome, awesome snowboarding game. So right now I'm trying to play 2 Extreme. I want to show these guys what this game is like. You know, rock the mic like a man. I was going to collaborate and listen. I wonder if my Xbox isn't working. Hmm. I guess your controller's a part of this equation that's not going to work for you. No, that worked. Alright, so you get to pick different, uh... Boards? Yeah. Not boards, but, um, different types of, uh... Sports, yeah. extreme sports, if you will. So the whole point is you get from point A to point B. Obviously, it's a race. You know we're all going to sit down and play uh, Goldeneye. I don't have Goldeneye. But when I'm in my house, oh, I have 64 and I have a Goldeneye. Man, I haven't played this in fucking forever. Alright. Um. So yeah, that's my opinion. I think games, comics... TV allows is a little more forgiving. I definitely had this on a demo list. Can you knock people down? Yeah. Yep. Forgot how. God, this looks so crappy. I was gonna say the graphics don't really hold. No. What is that? It looks like a roll of Mentos. If there's ever a doubt, Adam is now in last. Ugh. Still in last. Turn, Adam, turn. Well, it's because you gotta use the X, the D pad. And now you said it. Ugh. Wow, this is fucking horrible. Nelson and I wasted many fucking days playing this shit. No, oh, wow. Anyway, um... Oh, that's how you get faster. Circles to, to duck down and speed up. Ugh. And Adam just sped up right. into the wall. Alright, so... Glad to know my PS1 works. Um, I'd say I gotta ask Nelson for some of my games back or even his games, because... I'm sure he's not playing any of this shit. And we, we talked.
talked a little bit about it on the last one, how Dave and I are real big on hard copied versions of like if I want to play if we want to play a PS One game, we're gonna have PlayStation One. You know, you're, you're a big proponent of emulation. Me personally, I like to have that. I like that nostalgia factor. I like having the eight bit Nintendo in front of me. I like having the Nintendo sixty four in front of me. Whatever I'm playing, I like. I don't take anything away from anyone that prefers emulation. Um, I have an Game Boy Advance emulator on my phone. Um, but, yeah. What's your favorite Game Boy Advance game? Advance Wars, hands down. Link to the Past. Those are my top two. Damn. <laughs> I, I, I've I beaten Advance Wars with every possible outcome, and I still continue to pick that up and play it. When uh, I had an extended hospital stay for my son, that was the first game I actually downloaded for my Game Boy Advance emulator was Advanced Wars. Uh, what is it? Never played it. It's a strategy, a real-time military strategy. It's yeah. very... I can pull it up real quick. This is going to be a long-ass-minded podcast, just so you know. And a lot of dead air, just so you listeners out there know. I highly recommend you listen to this one while hopefully hooking or um, reading a comic or doing something. Green Lantern and Planets of the Ace crossover announced. What the fuck? Why would you crossover Green Lantern and Planet of the Apes? Is that right, so a com- comic? I th- hope so. Oh, it better God. not be a fucking movie. See, so that's what it is? Yeah, I think it is. You have infantry, you have tank units, you have ground, ground troops. You get air and water. Your battleships have a certain attack range and you'll overlay on the map who you can attack in that area. That's something that I miss. Submarines. The hit or miss submarines, but also you have to refuel and resupply your. Do you remember the hit or miss of going to Blockbuster and being like, "I'm gonna rent this game." You have no clue as to whether or not the game is good, besides what you heard in school or something like that. But there was that risk factor of, "All right, I'm gonna rent this game. I'm gonna have it for the whole weekend. It's either gonna be a great weekend or it's gonna be fucking horrible." You remember any games that you had that just disappointed the fuck out of you as soon as you got them? I think it was like a Ninja Warrior Nintendo game that was just crap. The Battletech or Mech Warrior Sega Genesis games, Sega Genesis game comes to mind. The Robotech games were pretty shitty. Uh, the Power Ranger game. Power Ranger game, I remember getting that and I was like, what the fuck? It was just a cheap fighting game. Original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was... For N- N- Nintendo? Yeah, that used to get that on one. goddamn nerves. That, I, think it, I think that game is rated... I think the underwater levels is rated as one of the hardest... Mo- un- un- for- oh, yeah. God. Remember when bad guys used to know you were getting them down in life because they'd flash? Yeah. Teenage Mutant Turtles, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady would flash. Teenage Mutant Turtles 2, I guess. Have you even seen the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle movie? I have not. I've, I've actually wanted to because I, I like... The, um... First one? Yeah, the new first one, yeah. I really want to see it. Is it out on, uh... Digital download or anything yet? Yes. Is it? I have no idea if it's... I honestly have not played, uh... Or I haven't even kept up with movies in a while. Shout out to Nick for giving us, um... Civil War, though. Make sure to hit that bad boy up. Yeah. Of course, I want to pick a different fucking thing rather than snowboard. In all fairness, they didn't really stand a chance. 
Like, I didn't want to say it, not right say it, but, I mean, even podcasts aside, I mean, we're getting together at least once a week, just because, you know, our family, wives are getting sure. together, family, and... Want to watch me completely distract Adam? Who's that? Oh, Sarah Underwood. Jesus, fuck. Yeah. It's going to be uh, Adam's Only Blonde. Yeah, she's up there. She's got a naked yoga video, so I'm told. Yes. I've seen it. It's good. <laughs> it's exactly what you want. It's a hot naked chick doing yoga. But it's not like... What's upsetting to me is, like, halfway through, she doesn't, like, you know, decide, hey, I'm, I'm going to do something with myself right now. Which is very unfortunate. Mil Jovovich, eh. Again, there's nothing for me. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because she and I have the same size I chest. Redhead. Oh, is that the... What, what, what show was she on before? <clears throat> Boy Meets World. Yes. That's the Penga? No. Uh, the Redhead, Eric's... Eric and, um... God, what was Eric's roommate's name? Not Sean... Not so um, Eric. Yeah. <clears throat> the redhead roommate. She's actually a big comic book nerd. Have you uh, seen any of Girl Meets World? Actually, yes, I have seen a couple. They were talking about that on uh, Badge Dialogues, the newest episode. Mm-hmm. And um, they say there are a ton of Boy Meets World callbacks. Yeah. Just like epic callbacks, like something about a kid that Eric was going to adopt and... Spoiler alert, he comes back and girl meets me. Oh, look at that. Sixth place. Damn it, seventh place. Eighth place. You gotta build a momentum with X and then circles to keep that momentum going. So you wanna get that line on the bottom all the way green to keep your speed all the way up and then after that. Yeah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Have you guys seen Cloverfield yet? Or yes. Or Cloverfield Lane? She does not look that great in this picture. I'd hit it. I haven't even seen the fucking picture. <laughs> ah, very nice. Yeah, I like Tim Cloverfield Lane. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I'll let you borrow it if you want. Right. Oh, you fucking asshole. Okay, I'm getting distracted. Alright, where are we at in terms of timing? Good. I'm betting we're over an hour. Yeah, hour 18. You want to cut it? It's your show, Dave. Eh, let's call it an episode. Alright. Gotta go by when the coals are almost done. Are they almost done? Yes, they are. Alright, well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. I uh, hope you guys had just as much fun hooking up with us as we did recording it. Always have a good time recording right here, especially at home. Um, makes my world a little bit easier in that regard. I've been up since 5.20, so... I'm playing the world's world smallest violin, playing the world's saddest song. Although I do feel your pain now that I have a son that's waking me up at the butt crack of dawn. See, told you. Let me tell you, 
Changing a diaper while drunk, not the easiest thing in the world, but I did it, and it was correctly put on him. I hope so. But you know what? As a matter of life being like, these days are done, get it through your head. As I was changing my son, I had just gotten the old diaper off him, and I put the new one under his butt. He starts peeing. Oh, so I'm just cupping it over my hand and just like trying to channel it all into the new diaper so I don't have to clean up the entire changing mat. Trying to push it back into him? No, 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 no. I was just like, ah, that's right, these days are behind me. <laughs> that David is long gone. Now I have to be responsible, parent David. <clears throat> On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for hooking up with us. Um, if you're ever interested in being on, please contact Adam. This is my show. I delegate that to Adam. Still in charge of booking. <laughs> well, if Rodney's going to help me out with learning how to upload, i got to keep your something for your pretty ass to do. Thank you. Especially if you're drinking PBR. Weird. Our beer supply is actually getting pretty uh, dismal right That's now. That's sad. I almost brought some Cider Boys tonight. I mean, it's not It's not horrible. It's just... I'll have Cider Boys for the first one at, our, at hopefully my new Casa. Well, thank you guys again. Um... Thanks, Rodney, for joining up. Oh, thanks for having me. Shout out to Eric, by the way. Got a lot of stuff going on with you, but, you know, we got your back. Roy's here, and we got to have you on ASAP for a Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. So, thank you guys so much for hooking up. I'm Adam Flores. I'm David Merkel. I'm Rodney Sinio. Take it easy, everyone.